Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Aloha again. <laughs> Aloha once again from the beautiful Garden Isle. How are you? I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm good. You sound relaxed. I am so relaxed. I don't know. You know, I, I it's it's not long till I'm going to have to go back to real life. And um, I'm not going to say I'm bummed because it's been a great ride. <laughs> Well, you make it sound like you're <laughs> you're not dying. I know, but Maybe kind of. It's a, slow, it's, it's a slow death when you have to go back to the mainland. <laughs> uh, no. No, she, no. Uh, yesterday, Denise walked into the room and goes, I'm not leaving. And then just like kept walking. It's almost as if she wasn't saying it to me or to anyone. She was just making a statement to the universe. I'm not leaving. And she just kept on trucking. See what happens. <laughs> Every time we go back and we're ready to go home, the, you know how they always offer the group that's sitting in? Well, first of all, if you ever come to Kauai and you have the opportunity to, it's awesome. And when you leave, you're going to go to a ho- uh, to an airport that is, I would say it's not super impressive. The airport is, you know what I mean? It's, it's old school. It's vintage. It's vintage, which I love. That's not the problem. It's no. you. The, the second you, you get your car driving through that area, there is a mob of people because it's so disorganized. It really is something it's so to behold. It's so crazy. Don't panic when you see those people because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never getting out of here. That's good advice. I've never seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it from that point of view because I know I'm getting out. But maybe for the first time. No, you're going to go there and you're going to go, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a problem? There's no problem. This is just the island. Their their problem is there's no organization and there's like two lines and the signage isn't great. Well, and there's not that many employees. And the employees aren't even that happy. They don't have the aloha spirit when you leave. He, He does. He works for Hawaiian Airlines. She does? Yes. If you fly Hawaiian Airlines to the island of Hawaii. I only fly Hawaiian Airlines. I just want everyone to know it's the best place to fly. It is. I think. uh, It's the easiest. I think it's the easiest, and I just like the whole thing. If you run into an employee of Hawaiian Airlines, you can't miss them. They have on blue Hawaiian shirts. Yes, yes, yes. Hi'ilani is her name. And she will envelop you in love. He is one of, <laughs> she's got such a great, gorgeous, beautiful countenance. And she's beautiful inside and out. She's mm-hmm. a really beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's just so awesome. I didn't know she worked for them. I'm she not is. talking about those people. No. I'm not talking about like the airlines themselves. I'm talking about the TSA people. Oh, isn't that true everywhere you go, though? I know. Don't they just... But I would think oh. if you're on in Hawaii, you'd be a little nicer than the people like... They are nicer than the people in LA. But I'm just saying, it's... Anyway, it's, it's, it's like a shock to the system because you've been here and you're just doing everything and then you go there and you have to sit there. But my point was, usually when you're sitting in the big room and you're waiting to go on your plane, they're, they've oversold the flight. Every it, time. Every time. And I always tell my husband, if they offer me any money to stay longer, guess what? I'm going to raise my hand. Yes. And he has to like hold me down because mm-hmm. they always go, okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've oversold this flight. <laughs> if there's anybody that would be interested in maybe leaving tomorrow at the same time, mm. we can offer you like $500 and a round trip ticket. And I'm always like, oh, oh, oh. you have to take that. Why wouldn't you take that? You have to take it. Because my husband won't let me. I know you have to go back to work and <clears throat> I have to. There's life. I mean, it would just to. be every single day. I'll just come back the next day and they'll be like, we've oversold the ticket again. And then I'll be like, and come back and get me. I'm still here. At that point, Hawaiian Airlines is like, anyone? <laughs> But the Cooper Party of Two, Cooper Party of Two, is not eligible for this. We've given you twenty grand at this point. <laughs> Still not enough. Not enough. It's not enough to get me home. So I'll stay. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I, I'm looking forward. Not looking forward to leaving, but I'm I'm just gearing myself up for the trip to the 
to the airport and mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay in the Aloha spirit as long as I possibly can, even back on the mainland. Oh, you have to, to get through <clears throat> the airport especially. Yes. You have to remain in that zone of just, you know what, everybody's good. Doesn't no matter. one no one means harm. You really have to just do that in general going to on these airlines oh. anywhere. My God! Everyone, just keep calm. Keep calm and fly on. We can do this. Seriously, I know that's like an old this. saying from a few years ago, but you need to have shirts made. You just need to just take a chill. Like if you're worried about it, or you have to go somewhere and you like a funeral or a meeting, that's a whole other story. But if you're just going on vacation, just plan on it not going exactly as you planned. The airport probably, airlines are just struggling. So yeah, and it's, it's it's a little bit of a and that is exactly the segue I wanted. It's almost like I planned it. You're so good at podcasting. <laughs> It's literally, you should have your own show. So since we've been here, we're gonna today we're gonna do just a little fun news, fun weird news segments sure. that we've been talking about. And I always save things here and there mm-hmm. when I see something fun. But while we've been here, mm-hmm. a weird news story, a, a kind of amazing news story happened while we were we were here. It cropped up a couple days ago. Oh, and literally, it was within a mile or two of where I work in Southern California. <gasps> oh. Yes. Well, okay, tell us. You know tell. what it is. Well, I, I've so had a you blank do know for a what minute. it is. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. you had a blank for a minute. So I we work. I have an office in the city of Corona, not the virus, but the city. There's actually a city. <laughs> wait, wait. It's not a beer. It's actually a city. The city of Corona. It's in Riverside County. This is how vastly things have changed because there's also a city in uh, Orange County proper mm-hmm. called Corona Del Mar. Yes, and. A lot of people who aren't familiar with the area get Corona and Corona Del Mar confused. <laughs> There's no confusing those two places. The two opposite places there could not be more of. Exactly. I mean, it's absolutely on both ends of the spectrum. But since 2020, mm-hmm. I never even thought about the virus. Oh, no. <laughs> I have told, I mean, since the virus, when you tell anybody, I will be on the phone and they'll be, what is your address for the business address? And I'll say Corona. And they'll, they're, for, for, for a while, there was a pause. <laughs> And I'd literally like, <laughs> yeah, like the virus. No. And they'd be like, oh, there's a place called Corona. Yes, there is. Before the virus ever was thought of in the Wuhan lab. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. There, there was a place, a <laughs> magical Corona. place called Corona. It's kind of yeah. like the North Pole. It's, it's a just, magical place. It, it really exists. <laughs> it's so mystical and magical. It's the opposite of that. But it's a great place, actually. And... Um, but on the 91 freeway, and for anybody from Southern California or anyone from even a big city in an area where there's a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. the 91 freeway is kind of well known for just being a bottleneck, mm-hmm. crazy place. It's always crowded. We luckily go the opposite of traffic when I'm going to work. Correct. Or I couldn't do it. No. Because people who are coming into Orange County from the Riverside area on this freeway will spend two hours a day, sometimes more, Mm -hmm. trying to get into Orange County. Mm -hmm. And then when they have to go back, and Corona in the Riverside area is a little less expensive than Orange County area. So that's why the draw is there. Yeah, It's just, it's so maddening. And they've done a lot of, and we've done a lot of work on those freeways specifically. And it just doesn't seem to help. It's just no matter what. So the reason that this story is so much even more interesting to me is that um, so on August 10th, a small plane crashed in the eastbound lanes of the 91 freeway in Corona, Mm-mm. according to the CHP. The plane crash was reported in the eastbound lanes on the 91 freeway just west of the 15 freeway at about 12.30 p.m. 12:30. Not in the middle of the night. No. And it's lunchtime. All right. People are out and about. Mm-hmm. Two people were on board the single-engine Piper Cherokee when it crashed so it's a little it's a little plane it's a little plane Mm -hmm. according to the chp the plane was on a final approach to the corona municipal airport when the pilot experienced a possible engine failure oh it's just we don't know for sure at this it said possible because this is the day that it was reported okay Mm -hmm. and they're going to do all the investigating they're going to listen it takes forever for those ntsb people to do that i don't know why maybe there's like five of them well, now there's only two with coronavirus. Sure. Three exactly. didn't come back. Oh, they're working from home. <laughs> they're working from home. It's hard <laughs> to investigate a plane crash from home. But they're doing I'm it. I'm just saying. They're managing. Um, it, it possibly had an engine failure and was forced to land on the freeway. Mm-mm. 
the funny, not funny, the interesting and ironic thing is my son mm-hmm. and one of our employees was going out. They saw it basically happen. It was so close to my office mm-hmm. that they could see flames and smoke and they were out and about, and my son took video of what he saw. It had already happened, mm-hmm. but he saw the whole, the whole thing, the aftermath. It's crazy. Um, the greatest part of this whole thing is that the plane did hit at least one vehicle, and at first we didn't think it hit anybody. Mm-hmm. When I first saw it, I thought, "Oh my gosh, how did how did it manage not to hit something?" Yeah. On that ninety-one freeway, because right. there's thousands and thousands of cars passing by at every every moment. But it did hit a Toyota Tundra pickup. Um, The aircraft was engulfed in flames as firefighters arrived on the scene. However, nobody was hurt. So those two guys got out? They did. And and there is some spectacular footage Mm -hmm. from a a car cam that had been driving in front of this accident. So they're driving along. You can hear the people in this in the car in the car talking and all of a sudden he says oh my gosh there was a plane crash behind us and you can literally see the plane coming down and i know exactly where this is because where it came down and it hit the toyota tundra it caught on fire and it kind of spun itself out Mm -hmm. into a work zone Mm -hmm. on the side of the freeway And, and originally when i saw the pictures that my son sent i thought oh for sure the pilot had managed to land in that little area of the it's already it's a work zone it's a work zone there's Mm -hmm. nothing going on there they just haven't opened it up to full traffic yet Mm -hmm. and that's not what happened that's just where he spun out and land he just spun and and i've heard our husbands who both have your husband's an active pilot my husband used to fly on a regular basis they were both like why didn't he do that and And i'm always like heck i mean like (laughs) put it down somewhere i don't know (laughs) i mean just glad it didn't land on top of another car right like i I don't know so what I would were, do. There were no injuries in that Toyota nope. Tundra? Nope. There was no injuries. It says, the amazing that nobody else was injured. He said um, there was a witness, and his name was Edward Bajardo. Pajor- mm-hmm. And Bajardo's dash cam video captured the plane crashing onto the freeway in thick black smoke and flames. At least, at least two right lanes of the freeway were shut down. Mm-hmm. And um, Caltrans cameras on the freeway showed very heavy traffic inching its way past the crank, the crash site. Because you would absolutely bottleneck that situation I mean, so listen, hard. I, you, you do it no matter what. You <laughs> yeah. got someone's changing a tire, or yeah. someone has like you know their whole family's out there because their radiator is you know exploded and it's got steam coming out and everyone can't get. You they can't, can't stop. Yeah, you can't look they, enough. Yeah, they can't yeah. look enough. So, yeah. yes, they. could you imagine going by a plane crash? I would lose my mind. Just think about this. You're driving on that freeway, and all of a sudden, out of, I mean, literally, like, out of the sky, that plane fell down in front of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You screech your brakes to uh, go, and you see a freaking plane. Yeah. Or you're in the Toyota Tundra. Oh. Well, and you have no place to go. It's I like mean, you're just, you don't even know what happened. That guy must know. know. Mm. He just got spun around. He probably, you know, I mean, he can live to tell that he got hit by a plane. Oh, he's never buying drinks again. He's Literally, get- <laughs> like that is, that is some story. It's crazy. And that pilot, I would love to know more about the pilot. Sure. Because there's... It, where else are you going to land? And he was clearly having an emergency. We've seen the plane landings where they're having trouble and they call it in and etc and they are able to glide to a uh-huh. for some reason this guy couldn't glide he dropped he there was some gliding but it, to drop. it came down real quick so i wonder i'm curious what the engine failure was i mean usually and i'm mean, no expert at this because i don't work for the faa or anything but really i know okay um but i do do a lot of research on plane crashes <laughs> now um I, gee, a lot of it's human error a lot of times of course because you're panicking i mean not just in usually when a plane crashes and you know we have pilots that are friends and Mm -hmm. i have always been the person like plane flies don't small planes aren't my thing really you know and we used to fly in a small plane quite a bit and my friend who's a commercial pilot always says it's so 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 dallas i'm I'm shouting you out you always tell me how it absolutely safe it is it's so much more safe he tells you that oh all the time and Mm -hmm. i'm always like well where's that one plane at the bottom of the china sea right they (laughs) never found that guy (laughs) you have to take the most remote incident that's happened he's (laughs) taking the most you know generalized in so i'm just saying dallas he at dallas anyway we um, love you dallas is (laughs) retiring this year (gasps) 
Yes. Congratulations, Dallas. Dallas will no longer be flying. Shout out. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm just saying, I think that usually it has to do with pilot error. Oh, 100%. I mean, usually when you hear it at first, it's like, oh, there was a plane. There's a malfunction. There mm-hmm. was this. There was that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's people making bad decisions. And it's, a, it's a series of bad decisions. Yeah. It's I don't have enough gas, but I think I can make it. That's or a big one. It's a little foggy, but... I don't have my instrument rating, John F. Kennedy Jr., or oh. I do, but I'm not very good at it. So I'm just going <laughs> to exactly. try it anyway after I do some cocaine, allegedly. Anyway, he did not do cocaine. I'm not going to believe it. I don't care what you say. There's no way. Really? I'm, nope. I don't want to believe it. I don't either because there's a whole... I don't believe it. There's a whole group of women our age... Who will love him till death? I do. Absolutely I mean, I n- named my daughter after his mother, Jacqueline. Wait a minute. I need a minute. Yes. Is that the truth? It's one of the main reasons. Yes. Does it, is it spelled the same? Yes. I'm starstruck right now. Jacqueline S- Kennedy Cooper would have been my. <gasps> Stop it right now! I've got chills. What? what? Yes. But it, she, she's not Jacqueline Kennedy Cooper. No, because she was born in December, so I j- named her Jacqueline Noel. Noel, of course, it's beautiful. And and I didn't I didn't idolize Jackie Jackie Kennedy. That was no. not right. But I was pregnant with Jacqueline mm-hmm. when she died, and I've always thought that that woman carried herself with so much poise mm-hmm. and dignity. Well, and and then as you go through history now and yep. hindsight and you can see really what she went through and yep. you know a lot of people were like well she put herself in that position well she got a lot out of it she was so lucky because they were so rich and she was got fame and fortune I'm sorry she didn't seem happy a lot of times you wouldn't be and she also protected her kids as much as possible I just thought as a human being as a woman I don't know how she was as a human being I didn't know her but as a woman just on the outside just to be able to stand there without being a puddle of jello mm-hmm. after your husband has been assassinated in a open car next to you. Mm-hmm. No, dignity was all that was dignity, grace, poise, and let's just talk about her wardrobe. Can we, for a moment, just reflect? <laughs> the only thing probably more beautiful than her wardrobe is her son. Well, yes, <laughs> that's that goes without saying. Absolutely. Is Melania Trump's? Wardrobe. wardrobe. I, I mean, mean next on. level. I know. Next level. Plus, so, she was a book editor, and that yes, sings to me. She also, she was intelligent human being. Oh, she was very bright. She didn't need no dude. No. And then the dudes she picked were, well, at the end, she had a, a wonderful companion. But up until then, it's like, I know. come on. And, and the tragedy that whole entire family um, endured. Yeah. It just... Again, that was one of the reasons when I, I thought, if I can give my daughter that name and she can... Embody something. Embody something of Mm -hmm. that, you know, caliber that just is, I can do anything because that's kind of what it reminded me of. That's why I'm named Jacqueline Her. That, but we digress. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed right now. (sighs) I had no idea. Yes, that's Look at this podcast. We're learning, we're teaching. We're just onions. We're peeling back. (laughs) We're onions. We are. We should have named it that. (laughs) The Onion Podcast. Two Average Onions. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring, but oh, we'll, we'll workshop that. Don't worry about it. We'll get back to it. Uh, well, thank you for that story. More importantly, go to our Instagram page, Two Average Girls Podcast. We are going to post some video. Mm-hmm. For those mm-hmm. of you who aren't from the Southern California area, I say that, but the a few days later, it was in a UK newspaper. Sure. So it's worldwide. The story of this plane <laughs> landing, I say in air quotes, on a freeway. And I can't stress enough. I know that Los Angeles has a reputation for freeways and traffic and all this stuff. Until you've experienced it, you don't, and I, this is totally boring, but you don't understand the impact having to get on freeways has on your life on a daily basis. And that 91 specifically has, it's a, it's a thoroughfare for semis. They're delivering yes. goods and services from port to I- inland. Mm-hmm. And so it there's. I can't believe there wasn't a I semi either. on that road. And you know how many times I get on, I mean, I drive it every day to work. And there are lots and lots of trucks that are carrying everything flammable. Mm-hmm. I mean, container trucks, tankers, gas trucks. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm. it's a blessing and a miracle that it did not. Yeah. 
like kill many many people yeah so that guy was super lucky he's super lucky maybe he was really maybe he's skilled maybe he's skilled we'll learn more by about him later on i don't think they've even released his name at this point we no don't they haven't it is. just says the faa is pending investigation so yeah. they got to make sure that he was sober and all of that stuff sure. before they release we've done those kind of weird news let's hope that is not the case <laughs> well it's an advertisement for really good drunk driving if he was under the influence because <laughs> we want to know what it. he's been using <laughs> <laughs> so we can use it and drive all the way. Never. Never. Okay. Let's move on to the UK. We're going to go. Oh. Yeah. We're going, we're going across over. Across the pond. Across the pond. Okay. A man mm. who was wanted for car theft and failing to pay at a gas station, which was one of my favorite crimes. It's like, how did you do that? How does that work? <laughs> I thought you had to put your card in first but oh, this is the uk is yeah that's true they might there might still be some gas stations that but, aren't you know like pay the, automated come on in and pay and you know mom whatever. and pop kind of thing little mom and pop um he was wanted for these things well he was he was finally caught on friday this past week and put in jail where the police believe he was he belongs okay but let's talk a little bit about how he was found. His name is uh, Joshua Dudson, and he's 18 <laughs> years old. So he's starting his life of crime early. You want to kick that off as soon as seemingly possible, <laughs> if that's what you're going to do. Apparently, he's just going for it. He's really going all in. He uh, stuffed himself into <laughs> a five-foot... Stop. No. I don't even know where you're going with this, but you talk about stuffing yourself. Huh. He stuffed himself into a giant five-foot teddy bear at oh. his girlfriend's house <laughs> for he was running from the law oh. and he ran to his girlfriend's Ingenious. house one of those costco ones those humongous yes. ones mm -hmm. the ones that you like i always want to when i'm at costco and i see those huge teddy bears at mm -hmm. christmas because they always come out at christmas time yeah, yeah yeah i think i want to buy one of those for my grandkids they're so cute and they're but really then my funny. grand my grandkids would love it because mm -hmm. they'd be able to jump all over it and my daughter-in-law yeah would hate me yeah yeah i mean because where would. are you gonna put that after about the first five minutes of fun oh i'll tell you it's staying at grandma Dee Dee's house <laughs> i'm not taking it's that not thing. going to i know it's not that's going why home. i don't do, i don't do it don't do it because you don't want that thing either no you i don't do not at your house no i don't it's adorable but no so officers said um when we went to arrest him <laughs> they go to the girlfriend's house and they're looking around and they noticed a large bear in the corner and the thing that struck them was that it was breathing. So he like literally like cut the backside open mm -hmm. and then stuck his arms and hands mm -hmm. and legs into like the areas for the arms and legs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Instead, so, like that's the only way he'd be able to do I it. I don't think he was able to get that much stuffing sort of out. out. I think it he just was, was more able to of wedge a, himself in there. He knew that back was ripped. There was probably a tear and he was able to stick himself now I'm sure he wasn't in it completely, but he was in it enough, and it was in a corner. But this cat doesn't even know enough that here they come, take a deep breath and and hold, because <laughs> they're going to be they're looking. His life of crime isn't going well so he's far. He's not a great he's, he's criminal. He's starting out not strong. No, 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 no. Um, the whole plan started when they were looking for him <laughs> because he stole a Mitsubishi SUV. I mean, this cat's going for it. He's going hard, but yeah. he's just not thinking it through. He's not. So there was a, the teddy bear was in the corner, as I suspected. We're going to post a picture, see that there's a little teddy bear. Yeah, that, that hole in the, it's in, in his bottom. It's in the bottom of the bear. And I think he just sort of like stuck himself as much inside as he could. They yanked the teddy bear once they saw it, it breathing. They just yanked on it and there he was. Oh. So nabbed, he was nabbed, and it was it was <laughs> over for him. So now he's in jail, and um, you know, it's I, I'm sure in the coming years and decades we're going to hear a little bit more about Joshua because I think that's his speciality is just robbing and stealing, and then and being, then getting caught in a dumb way and being dumb. I mean, what do they call him like the teddy bear? Like, um, let's like, see, he's we, a. They need to have a name for him. He needs a really good semi-insulting name, you know that. <laughs> He's the teddy bear hider. No. We'll think of something. Yeah. That's not good at all. No. No. Anyway, that's um yeah, that's our that's our weird news from the UK. Well, oh they, Joshua. Oh little Joshua. He looks like it there's a picture of Joshua we'll also post. He if you told me he was twelve, I'd be like, Okay. He yeah. looks like a kid. He is a kid. He's a dumb kid. He's a dumb, dumb kid. On top of Poor it all. Guy. Yeah. And his girlfriend, lucky for her, he's gone. Even at that 
a guy like that still can get a girlfriend? It's it's just really, it's perplexing to me what men are able to get. Ladies. I don't understand it. Maybe she likes a life of crime too. I don't get it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to switch directions here because no weird news can ever not have a story from... Huh? Where? Where? Florida. There you go. Florida. So this happened on the 4th of July of this year. They don't celebrate the 4th of July, do they? In Florida? Yeah. Uh, they're they're part of the, Uni- in the United States of America. I know they're... they're oh! Cut all of that. What did you... <laughs> I was looking at Canada. <laughs> <laughs> keeping that in. No, I refuse. <coughs> so this happened on the 4th of July this year. Okay. In Florida. Florida. Addison mm. Bethea. I love that name. Addison. It's Is it a, a cute little girl? Uh-huh. Okay. Addison Bethea mm-hmm. was collecting scallops on Florida's Gulf Coast ahead of the 4th of July weekend when she felt something latch onto her leg. No, run. No, run. She couldn't run. <laughs> If you tell me, the seventeen-year-old was swimming in the water with only in only five feet deep of water on Thursday, but she immediately knew that whatever was wrapped around her thigh had put her in danger. It was around her thigh. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she's she's scallop hunting or harvesting mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's not deep. She mm-hmm. can stand up. Right. She's, you know, even if she's five feet deep, she's sure. probably up to her neck or whatever. Right, right. Maybe it's a little less. I was like. That's not right, Bethea <laughs> told ABC's Good Morning America's That's program. It. And then I looked, and it is a big old shark. Oh, it was a shark? She literally said it was a big old shark. That is in quotes. What was wrapped around her thigh? His mouth? Bethea was bitten twice by a large shark <gasps> near Keaton Beach, Florida, and was pulled away only after her brother grabbed her and kicked the animal away. What? Yes. Did she lose her leg? Yes. Oh. Although the teen from Perry, Florida, survived the attack, she suffered devastating damage to the soft tissue in her right leg. And according to a statement from the Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, where she was being treated, after Bethea had emergency surgery to restore blood flow to the leg, the medical center said in a Monday statement that they would have to amputate just above the right knee. Mm, Baby. Scallop. Scallop hunting. Sharks. In five-foot water? Yeah, you think you're safe because you're walking That's around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're on an island right now. We keep going in the ocean. I'm thinking <laughs> twice about this. <laughs> Don't. This is. Don't think about it. So shark attacks rose in 2021 after three consecutive years of decline, according to the Florida, Florida Museum of Natural History's International Shark Attack File. Mm-mm. Didn't know there was such a thing. There is. Apparently. The increase from 2020 is largely attributed to a coronavirus-related restrictions no. the museum data states that's the part i wanted to emphasize can we please talk about due that? to the coronavirus now you might get bit by sharks on top of it Wait. what else are we going to have to survive because of this stupid virus what wait okay it says the increase from the 2020 is largely attributed to the coronavirus related restrictions florida is home to the most cases of unprovoked shark attacks in not just the united states but the world really it's florida so there's another reason to stay I mean, away florida's got a lot of stuff that people really love alligators there's a lot of things that i don't love alligators <laughs> bugs <laughs> giant bugs but the humidity that is like next level but their taxes are so accommodating i know and their governor <laughs> is pretty you know on point uh-huh. as far as making sure people are happy but um not all oh, people but man we won't get into that researchers say about 28 out of 73 unprovoked atar- attacks last year came from the sunshine state 28 of 70. 28 of 73 i didn't know That's there was lot. that many in the whole world mm-hmm. i didn't realize that I find it interesting, though, that they write it as such unprovoked shark attacks. Are there provoked shark I attacks? I don't know. Like, is someone going out there going, hey, big boy, come on over here and bite me? Like, or they're like cutting their arm and saying, hey, let's see if you can <laughs> smell this five miles away and come get me. <laughs> what are we doing here? What's provoking them? I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's I, weird. I, I can't imagine. I mean, maybe it's because of shark, you know, like shark week and how people like go and dive with sharks and that might, okay. you might get bit if you like are like trying to swim with the sharks and stuff i don't know but it did say that 
Out of the 28 out of the 73 unprovoked shark attacks last year came in f- from Florida, representing 60% mm. of the U.S. cases and 38% of the worldwide Mm-mm. incidents. Mm-mm. That's too many. 60% of the United States cases came in, is happening in Florida. Well, if you think about it, the entire state, except for the top, is surrounded by ocean. So I guess you would have more. Statistically, you're going to have more people in in more more water and more. And it's warmer water. It's warmer water, I guess. I don't know. All all I know is that I wanted to do a little shout out to this girl, the teen girl who lost her leg. She's a very brave girl. I mean, she's poor. She she went on TV and she's talking about it. And it it talks a little bit more about her. But everyone... (laughs) Just get your scallops at a restaurant. <laughs> if I leave you with anything today. If that's my takeaway gift yeah. for this episode. Right. I mean, oh, oh, poor sweet But her girl. brother, her brother. Hero. Yeah, hero. Hero, he hero, in. hero. Oh. So it, it talks about how she's going to have a very long journey. Obviously, she is. Her life is never going to be the same. Um, but the medical center said on Monday that Bethea plans to be back in the ocean once she heals. You know... Here on Kauai, we have a little lady named Bethany Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She's from this area of yes. the island, and she is f- famous for having lost an arm in a yep. shark attack while she was surfing, an unprovoked shark attack. Absolutely. While she was surfing, and she's back out there on that board. She's she's amazing. She still lives here, and she does, like, inspirational speaking, and she does all kinds of stuff, and she's married, got a couple kids. So She does. I, I saw her special, and I've seen mm-hmm. things on her, and she is I mean, she's truly an inspiration. Absolutely. And she isn't letting the the shark Mm -hmm. uh, population hinder her. She's still out there surfing. Absolutely. I've got all my limbs and I can't balance on that board. So I've never tried. (laughs) I've tried a little bit when I was younger. And I I just told you like three days ago, I want to learn how to surf. Yeah. And you're like, why? Uh, Because you know, the reality is I probably can't. That's not true. I don't know. I mean, if I really tried hard, I'd have to get into shape. What? Listen, we're just going to find you some sh- some surfing guru. Long board. Sure. Long soft board. One of those foamy kind. Sure. That I can like maneuver. Drink holder. A drink holder. <laughs> those? Well, it's got to be, there's got to be two. One on each side so it's balanced. That's called a canoe. Oh, well then you're going to learn how to canoe. Or, or instead a of kayak. Surf. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get those diet cokes. Sure. It's the same thing. Only the waves are bigger. And you don't have a paddle. And there's no And paddle. you have to balance. There's a Completely. lot of... Completely. You have to l- turn. <laughs> there's nothing the same. I'm not gonna, it's not the same at all, well, except... We digress. Yeah, anyway. I, Denise is not going to be surfing anytime <laughs> soon, I don't think. <laughs> I think that just... I love it when you refer yourself in third person. It's like, I, Denise won't be doing that. I think I think when you and I talk <laughs> things through, it really puts things in perspective for me. Thank you for being the reality I need. I feel like I talk you out of stuff. and You I feel, really do. I, I feel like, bad about that. Remember your husband was saying, you, you really talk yourself into a lot of stuff, don't you, Denise? I have this picture of things, and yeah. I must get disappointed quite a lot. I don't really get disappointed, but I'll have a vision of things because I'm pretty literal and we'll be like we're going to go see so and so and they're going to be in they're going to be eating lunch and they're at their facility and I'm thinking oh it looks like this and it's a facility and it's like a Costco table with you know (laughs) it's a psychiatric ward that's the facility (laughs) I mean literally I yeah I I live in a in a different world which is part of your charm (laughs) absolutely thank you so much (laughs) as long as we're talking about hero teens let's just stay on that we're going to colorado though for my hero team we can't stay any longer in florida i'm sorry florida we got to move on um this is the story of 18 year old natalie lucas she is a lifeguard and she works at the public pool in colorado and let's see what city is she in in colorado it just says colorado so she is a um, YMCA lifeguard. And while she was there doing her lifeguarding duty, a member of the YMCA who had gone to the pool for a dip in July, of course, it's hot, hot in Colorado. Um, this, the woman member who was there visiting went into labor. Oh. At the pool. Well, they like to do Time water for birth. a water birth. <laughs> Would you have ever done that? A water birth? Yeah. Um, knowing what I know now in 2022, I would be down for something a little more, a little less clinical, a little less hospital oriented. Yes. Water birth, I, I don't know that much about it, but 
certainly home birth, doula birth. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I say that because in our day and age, and even when my sister had her daughter, which mm-hmm. was like seven or eight years ago, she talked about doing a water birth. And they still do this. Mm-hmm. They bring like blow up pools. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out. I'm. No. I'm, I don't know. That seems gross. I know we've talked to a doula, and if you guys haven't listened to our um, podcast with Maddie. um, Mm -hmm. The hula doula. The hula doula. That was super. It was very informative. It was informative, and Mm -hmm. I think that's probably where you and I have both changed our mind. Like, if we had to have kids now, things would be completely different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You have a lot. You have many choices that were never presented to us. Right. But I, the, the, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I want to blow up pool. Well, they take the blow pool with them. It doesn't matter. It's I not just, yours to swim in later. I know people want to do that, but you also don't get any drugs. And I mean, the whole that's reason. The, that's the only I mean, drawback let's just, I can see. Let's see. That's the only positive experience for me was being able to not feel the pain. Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, I was a baby, I guess. I'm not one no, of no, those no. pop it out in the field I would kind never, of person. I worked with a guy, and this is, I'm not going to name names or explain what, Sounds like what portion of of my work he was involved in. He he was a really nice person, and he had when I knew him six children. Ed Arnold. <laughs> no, um, he was his wife was pregnant with his sixth child, and so he went out on not maternity leave, but he had to take a day off because the wife, you know, gave birth. And then the, when we saw him again. Everyone, of course, was asking about the baby and how's your wife and everything like that. And he went on to explain to me that she, they had six children. The first birth was in the hospital. The five after that were all at home in their hot tub. And it's not a blow up situation where they remove it. It's the hot tub connected to the pool. And I made sure that I got that information correct and asked many follow-up questions because I could not believe what I was hearing. You can do that in chlorine? It's not a chlor. It wasn't chlorinated. Oh. It was situated so that, I don't know if it was a sort of a salt situation or if they purposely drained it for the purpose of having the child, but his five kids were born in that hot tub and I was just like the only thing I could think of was please don't ever invite me to a barbecue in your backyard you're never going you're never putting your swimsuit on over ever there. you're not going I'm in. not dipping my feet in no so anyway we can go to all kinds of extremes wow so okay let's let's go back let's to go, your story can we go back to the YMCA please <laughs> please yes so she knew this her name is Tessa, sorry, Tessa Ryder. She was nine months pregnant with her third child. And when she and her husband went to the YMCA in July to cool down, she was already past her due date and had been experiencing some mild contractions. Mm. So there's that. Um, She didn't feel like there was any clear-cut signs, and this is her quote, that there were any clear-cut signs that the baby would be arriving so soon. So, of course... They get there, they unpack the kids, everybody's jumping in, and things just started changing almost immediately. And shortly after she got into the pool, she realized that it, we probably need to get to, the, to a hospital. Like, it came on that quick. It progressed so quickly that with the support of this sweet lifeguard, 18-year-old lifeguard, this poor girl, and of course Tessa's husband, Matthew, the baby was born on the pool deck of the YMCA. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. No, and sweet little 18-year-old Natalie was trained in emergency situations, CPR, right. tre- chest compression, compressions, yeah. that whole thing. But never in a million years would she have assumed that having a baby on the pool deck was going to be one thing that she was going to have to handle. She said, quote, I stayed calm and I didn't freak out because that's what you need to do to be in this job. <laughs> Natalie sassy. You can't really hesitate or wait for someone else to come. You're the lifeguard. You're the lifesaver. Can wow. you, I, Natalie, come work for me. I don't know what you're going to do, but she's amazing so in addition to congratulating the happy couple on their gorgeous little one the ymca of northern colorado shared a special message to natalie on social media noting that delivering a baby during her sunday shift was something surely not covered in the job description the couple's newborn is a son named toby oh but 
good news, he was gifted with a lifetime membership to the YMCA. <laughs> the whole family should be. <laughs> Natalie. Should be. Should own the YMCA at this she point. Should, they should have gotten it, given her a really big bonus. I mean, seriously. And the baby, look look at this baby. Oh. It is a cute baby. He's so a cute baby. He's a little cutie. So we'll post a picture of a baby Toby and, of course, the lovely Natalie who delivered the baby. That Yay. is a good story. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to switch gears please, to something that we both love, and that's dogs. Yay. I love a good dog story. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to just read you the headline of this. And people <laughs> might have already heard about this because I had heard about this, and I've been saving this since early in the year, this story, that I when I heard it. And I, I'm not sure what I was saving it for, but... I don't think I'm going to do it justice, oh, but no. it's really a cute story. Okay. So this is the headlines. Wyoming's Kindness Ranch coordinates 150 beagle rescue. Oh, wait, the 150? 150 beagles were rescued oh. in the biggest in its history. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? So the article starts out like this, and it reads kind of like a novel. Okay. I'm going to start you out like okay. this. The truck was less than five miles away Wednesday night as a handful of Kindness Ranch staff members waited in the barn in, in silent anticipation. Ooh. A lot of emotions was tied up in this moment. In fewer than 15 minutes, 30 Beagle pups would be arriving, part of a 150 Beagle puppy rescue operation from a breeding facility in Virginia that had recently come under national scrutiny after numerous citations regarding their practices. So all of these beagles are coming from the same... Yes. I'm, I'm, getting, a, I'm getting the finger point. Go the on. The facilities the beagle came from breeds the beagle specifically for use in medical and laboratory research. <sighs> Were it not for this rescue mission, the pups likely would have been sold to research facilities for up to $1,500 a puppy. Hmm and probably euthanized upon the end of the studies, which can run anywhere from six months to three years. Okay, okay, go on. That's kind that's of, it. That's kind of it. The Kindness Ranch provides an alternative for these former lab animals. The thousand acre rescue sanctuary near Hartsville, Hartville in the su- southeastern corner of the state is the only animal sanctuary of its kind in the country that rescues only lab animals, including dogs, cats, rabbits, pigs, sheep, goats, horses, cows, and most recently, four llamas from a college vet tech program. Oh, so wait, so they're doing like experimental, let's fix this animal type of thing on llamas. So, I mean, there's a lot of controversy for all of us. I would say, not for all of us. I mean, when you think of a, a poor little beagle or a llama or anything or anything being tortured or mm. or or having research medical, on it yeah mm-hmm. it's hard but there is a place for that i oh, absolutely i mean we need that yeah I, I would think i don't know what the alternatives are Maybe, rats mice. i mean but it, they're still animals i mean people have a you know no a lot of people have a problem with doing any sort of research on animals and i get that mm-hmm. but Especially, have you seen a cuter animal than a beagle? We used to have a beagle, Barney. Barney the beagle? Barney was adorable. I mean, they're really great. They they seem to be the the animals of choice for this, I guess. Well, Snoopy was a beagle. Yeah, I know. A lot of emotion. (laughs) So, let's see. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. Beagles are, they're really... Aw, I want a beagle. You could get one. You could use one here for the nays. We have a... We have a goose problem. <laughs> that it's not only... a problem for them. No. There's a family of 16 living here, and they seem to be very happy. They don't know what my problem is. No, I don't. They don't know. The only problem you really have with them is that the pooping problem. That's a... If they would just stay on the grass, you're fine. Stay in your lane. Just don't come on the pool deck. <sighs> anyway. Uh, okay. I have one last one. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a job opportunity for you, Denise. Oh, you ready I'm always for this? looking for another job. A new job opportunity. Okay. So um, it was a job listed on LinkedIn. So I don't know if you saw it or not, because I know that you, you <laughs> frequent LinkedIn. <laughs> I haven't been actively looking for a new job, but if this is enticing enough, maybe I will. Okay. Well, um, let me just start with the pay. <laughs> Because the pay is what's going to get you. It's got to be more than this job pays us. Oh, it's a- <laughs> 
<laughs> just saying. Yeah, that's a good point. $100,000 a year. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's a, that's a really great. That's a good job. I great. can do that. Okay, okay. I'm in so far. Entry level, right? Okay. Okay. Um, you would be hired as the first ever chief candy officer at a Canadian candy store called the Candy Fun House. They're doing yes. it up there in Canada. Yes. Oh, that's a, okay. She's just submitting I like, her I like, resume yes, right I like, now. Because you said candy, and I'm assuming chocolate is part of candy. Well, let's find out, shall we? Um, the, it's like I said, $100,000 is what they're, that's, they're going to pay that for the okay. new chief candy officer. CCO. The CCO will um, be responsible for taste testing more than 3,500 different types of candy every month. That's a lot. uh, 3,500 a month? Uh huh. That's a lot. They don't mess in Canada. I'm going to have to brush my teeth a lot. Sure. Yeah, your dentist is, he wants you to take this job. He's very (laughs) excited about this prospect. Um, 3,500 different types of candy a month while deciding if these sweets are candy funhouse worthy. The Candy Fun House says that it's Canada's largest online candy store. They're based there in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They carry favorites like Laffy Taffy. Love it. Sour Patch Kids. Love those. And love Sour Patch Kids. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm in. Say no more. I would do this for free almost. And my husband's favorite, Kit Kat. Oh, my husband loves Kit Kat too. I do not like it. I don't love it. I don't like it. But I'll eat it, you know. Mm. It, it'll do in a pinch if mm. I need some some sweet. But anyway, um... But there are some eligibility requirements for the position. Okay. Okay. Anyone residing in North America over the age of five can apply. So there's going to be a lot of competition here. Your granddaughter, Olivia, can apply. (laughs) She and I will be going head to head. (laughs) She's going to win because she is a candy expert. (laughs) She will take you down. Totally. She doesn't care about Dee Dee when it comes to candy. No, no, no. No, no, no. Get out of here. Plus $100,000. Your son and daughter-in-law might be pretty happy about that. Yeah, like they college fund. They could. Nice. Okay. Keep her busy, too. She'd be busy, but she'd have that sugar high, which might be interesting. <laughs> I mean, any five-year-old can attest. Um, the position can be remote, which oh. is good news in this post-COVID world. Mm-hmm. You can do it from home. Or the candidate can work from either the Toronto office or an office in Newark, New Jersey. Candidates will be put through an extensive palate training to test their sense of taste. This would be good for you because you have a really keen sense of smell and that goes along with taste. So I think you would probably be good. I I like the taste of different foods. Mm-hmm. Like I don't gross out at certain foods. I mean, like I like really tangy. I like really bitter. Mm-hmm. I I can do. Yeah, it runs a gamut. Yeah, I can. I, I'm not. I'm as not long as it doesn't on taste. One thing. As long as it doesn't taste like papaya, you're fine. Oh, gosh. She hates papaya. It doesn't I love taste every good fruit, to her. but papaya. Yeah. Candy Funhouse insists that it's looking for a chief candy officer who is enthusiastic. I'm pointing at Denise. Mm-hmm. Has no food allergies. I'm not. I don't know of any. No, no allergies. And has golden taste buds. I think I have those. I think you do. Yeah, I yes. think you absolutely do. Um, and don't worry about cavities as we circle back around to Denise's dentist. The Candy Funhouse is providing extensive dental care for wow. you on your behalf. This is Canada. These Canadians don't mess. They're all about socialized medicine. They have that. They do. And they love it. All you need is a passion for candy, pop culture, and a sweet tooth. This is what the posting on LinkedIn says. Candidates can apply for the position on LinkedIn through August 31st, the deadline, which will probably have passed by the time we air but this. I can, I, I can still but can But you can get right in now. under okay, the wire. Okay, okay. Do it. Get on there. Uh, Candy Funhouse uh, CEO, okay, so the actual dude that's running the joint, Jamal Hajazi, Mm. said in a press release that candidates should have an underlying enthusiasm and eagerness for sweets. The executive said that the company is looking for creative, natural-born leaders with an open mind and honest opinions. That's Denise. I'm I'm like, I'm overly qualified for this. (laughs) She might be too qualified. You might have just qualified yourself out. Maybe I could take his job. Ooh, Jamal. I'll be... Watch your six, buddy. She's coming. Like, literally, I'm the candy (laughs) queen. Here at the Candy Fun House, says Jamal, we're all about the F-U-N. And who better to set our fun house strategy than someone who's a real candy fanatic? So whoever lands the position better be ready for the ride of their lives. The taste tester isn't the only (laughs) position, though, that's currently open. So in case you don't make it as taste tester, there's something else. The company indicates that it's also looking for a social media personality, a Shopify developer, and a search engine optimization copywriter. No. I think you should apply for the candy ta- taster. That or the 
optimizer. What's the optimizer? Um, the social media personality or a Shopify developer. What's a Shopify developer? You know, Shopify is that oh, website where you yes. go buy and it just, mm -hmm. yeah, they, like it goes through that. So that must be who carries I think I stuff. am probably the most qualified for the tasting situation. Well, it's there for you. So good luck. Wow. And we'll be podcasting from Canada if all goes well. I won't have any teeth. They'll rot out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. She'll be gumming it, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll be have a smile on my face, and I'll be as high as a kite and on just the a, sugar. A touch of Laffy Taffy in the corner <laughs> of her mouth. <laughs> Olivia and I are going to have to wrestle for this position. <sighs> my money's on Olivia. She, She's should. a tough little lady. She will make it happen. <laughs> for Candy, those kids will do anything. Me too. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, since we're talking about junk food, not, I mean, we're talking about candy. Yeah, that's junk food. I mean, it's junk food. Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm here on this island, I eat really well. Mm -hmm. And even at home, do you do you go to like fast food a lot? Not a ton. My my real guilty pleasure is In and Out Burger. Shout out. Yeah, In and Out is good. I don't I don't even I don't go to that. I don't do that very often. I, I don't mean, do it often, but it's when I do. It's 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 a good quality burger. We I have a say. Del Taco by our office, and oh. so the people in my office go to Del Taco like daily. Like, really? There's somebody that's running to Del Taco every All the time. day. Yeah. And Del Taco is the best of the fast food Mexican restaurants. I mean, I you can't go wrong with that. I mm -mm. mean, I don't. I used to love fast food, mm -hmm. right? But the more you get out of the fast food scene, the less you want it. I yeah, feel like. it's, it's true. It's one of those things. It's kind of like sugar even. It is. With candy. You eat more, you want more. Right. You just stay away from it, then you're not craving it. Mm -hmm. I don't crave a French fry anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, what was your favorite fast food restaurant growing up? Wow, you're really going hard to think about this. We didn't do fast food. Because you were living in Reading. Well, when I was 10, we moved to Reading, but we didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it was the bulk of my conscious childhood. We didn't really do fast food. So I would just have to say McDonald's was probably if we did or if I was with friends and their parents took us, it would be McDonald's. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what, I answered that was correctly? my favorite. Oh. I mean, I remember going to McDonald's as a child, young child with my grandparents Hamburglar, like there's like some nostalgia there for there me. So I love McDonald's. When I was in college, I lived on McDonald's. Filet of fish is where it's at. I love filet of fish. Mm -hmm. I can't go to McDonald's without getting French fries. If I go there they, for a diet coke, oh. I have to get French fries. And there's something about their diet coke too. I have to say it's a good mix always. There's a, it's always a good mix, and mm -hmm. it kind of gets me a little bit more jazzed up. You might I have sugar in it. I, they might have put some crack in it. Or I don't a touch know of cocaine. I don't know what they do, <laughs> well, but you it's are like <laughs> if you go to like a large, and they don't have the extra extra larges, like they don't have mm -hmm. the forty four ounces. They just have a regular one. Mm -hmm. I'm all jacked up for a while. Mm -hmm. It's weird, mm -hmm. but anyway. So I just wanted to. I found this news story that just resonated with me because I love McDonald's so much. I don't love it as much as this person, but let's. I'll let you know what it says. Mm -hmm. It says. It was a day to remember back on May 17th, 1972, when, <laughs> yes, we're going way back. Mm -hmm. I remember those days. Mm -hmm. My pants were wide and my... 72? Mm -hmm. How? What? 1972. I wasn't You were wearing bell bottoms? Bell bottoms, I'm sure I was. Some dittos, little baby Denise dittos? I wasn't a baby. I wish I was. I was four. Well, you're a lot younger than I am. You're not that much... Please. When <laughs> So in 1972, when Don Grosky sunk his teeth into what would be his first of many more Big Mac cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Okay. This is what he said in quotes. I've only missed eight days in 50 years, which is phenomenal. And I'd like to say I can count every Big Mac. I've counted every Big Mac I've ever eaten my whole life, said Grosky. Wait, he only missed eight days of eating? I'm getting the finger again. Grosky. Go ahead. You have to let me finish. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is a lead up. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You're in the news. I'm sorry. I you got to know. I'm, I'm getting everybody excited. Okay. Grosky eats two Big Mac cheeseburgers every day. Do we have a picture of Don? I don't. Oh, okay. But we're going to find it. I all think right, we right. can. I don't. I just have this typed out. Two a day? Mm -hmm. all, all through life here, a lot of people said you'll be dead before you reach 50 years of eating Big Macs. I guess I've proved them wrong. Because how old is he? He's about 70 years old. <gasps> What? Yes, and there's no. a picture of him here. You would think he'd be like 300 pounds, but he's not. Okay. The only thing I can say about him that's really distinctive yeah. is that he's got a terrible haircut. <laughs> Wait. I mean, he's got this bowl cut. I don't know. Like, you're eating Big Macs. It seems like you could actually, it's like a bowl cut in the front. It's a mullet in the back. I don't know what's going on with him. 
But he has made the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, uh, okay. he's like a, he's sitting on, oh, he's got like a long flowing hair here in this picture. World's record holder for eating over 30,000 Big Macs. Well, you got to imagine he's a colorful personality, so the haircut probably goes along with what what's up. On August 6th of 2021, which was my birthday, they did an article on this guy. And look at him. He yeah. has got he's sitting on a whole bunch of Big Macs. Oh, he's not heavy at all. No. He's kind of a normal-sized person. So if you've ever frequented food websites, you've probably come across this Donald Gorski, even if the name doesn't ring a bell. He's not a celebrity chef or renowned winemaker, but he has achieved an oddly remarkable feat. Yeah. In 2016, he was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Record for achieving the most Big Mac burgers eaten in a lifetime. When his record was certified, Gors- Gorski had scarfed down burger number 28,788. Oh my gosh. Not only is he still going, but Guinness World Records once again caught up with him uh, up with hit with this living McDonald's legend <laughs> to highlight his continued achievements. Mm. I mean, I guess you have to be fit. You should be famous for something. I mean, I guess he'll be his name will be known for something. It's a lot more than a lot of other people can say. Oh, can you imagine eating no. that much of no. one item? No, not even a Big Mac, which I'm sorry, it's not a I shouldn't say this as maybe we'll get a Big Mac sponsorship. I don't know. But McDonald's doesn't have a quality burger. Their fries are to die for, but their burgers don't aren't great. You're eating two of those a day? So it says now at 32,340 Big Macs, <sighs> Gorski reveals the way he's kept track of that number, oh. and it's stunning. How? May 17, 1972 was the day I got my first car. I drove to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I ordered my first three Big Macs, went out in, in the car and ate them. And I said right there, I was going to probably eat these for the rest of my life. And I threw the cartons in the back seat and started counting them from day from day one. Okay. He wasn't kidding. He reveals his boxes where he stores the cartons no. for every single Big Mac he's ever eaten. No. And the pouches where he saves every receipt. All met- meticulously organized and stored by year. No. As if there, that's not enough. He also keeps a running count on his calendar. Yes, dating all the way back to the first Big Macs on May 17th. I can tell you which Big Macs I ate on which day. That isn't as disturbing to me as the containers that he... Where are you putting those? 30,000 plus containers and receipts? I I mean, I keep bags from the grocery store and it drives me crazy. You know what I mean? What do you... Whoa. Is there a Mrs. Skorsky? I haven't gotten that far, but the guy who owns Don's local McDonald's, okay, because he goes to the same, the same one, one over okay. and over again. Yeah, he has um, he he has one of the more interesting tales to tell. Not only has Gorski eaten a Big Mac every day since 1972, but apparently he pretty much gets most of them at one restaurant. So Don comes into the restaurant quite often, says Dave Rouse, the franchise owner. Says He says it matter-of-factly, since 1972, he used to come here once a day to order two Big Macs. Since he's been retired, I think he figured out he has been spending more on gas than he was on sandwiches. So now he picks up six at a time what? and eight at a time on Mondays and Thursdays. So we get to see him twice a week. What, does he reheat them? Like I he guess. Keeps them that's disgusting. Them? Oh. Because the, it's got lettuce on it, and it, that's gross. At one point in the video, we even see Gorski microwaving a Big Mac <gasps> at his home. No! So there's a video here that you can see. No! Yeah. But he's got uh, two kids? He does have two kids, so I don't know if he's still married, but... Um, that's a special kind of lady that'll... Maybe he mm. doesn't have a lady now, because he, maybe that's why he just eats them honestly, because he doesn't have to cook. He doesn't have to cook. But saving the cartons. And I mean, I hate to go all like save the earth on everybody, but the evolution of the carton from 1972 has changed a lot. It was the styrofoam container. Yeah. 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 He still got them. I guess. And the Guinness book went in and someone Someone had the job of verifying that. And, And this guy must have had the, I guess, foresight to say okay, I think I'm going to set a record because I'm going to keep, I mean, I don't keep a receipt for anything. Uh, Unless it's a big purchase. uh, It's definitely (laughs) not fast food. Listen, I don't mean to be a naysayer or disagree with you in any way, 
I think we might have a hoarding situation here. Yeah. I don't think he was thinking long term. I don't know. 72. He's like, he's an interesting cat just by looking at him. So I, you know, I don't mean to judge. I mean, he does frequent my favorite restaurant, favorite fast food restaurant, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I love me and my my McDonald's, (laughs) but I don't love it that much. No. I, I. Did he have to run a storage unit? Where are the containers? You can probably flatten them. I don't know. I don't know. You're you're asking I'm, questions I can't answer. <laughs> I didn't think those would be the questions on your mind, honestly. I'm very upset about the containers. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. Yeah. And he doesn't he's 70. He's doing pretty well. He doesn't look bad. I no, mean, No, he doesn't. I mean, yeah. Go Don go. He, there's a woman next to him in a picture that I'm looking at right mm-hmm. now. You think it's his lady? She's got the same bangs. Oh, oh. I think, think there's a there's I a think they're home both haircut? doing. I think they're doing some home haircutting. Oh, she's got the same last name. Yeah, it Don's says wife. Don's wife. We know the now. He's, He's got a lady. Wow, I wonder Don. if she eats some too. No, but she's very supportive of his Big Mac habit because now he's in the Guinness Book, which no higher honor Don't in the United States. Don't you think that McDonald's should give him those burgers? I'm just saying, if anybody deserves to have like a lifetime, the rest of his life burgers, he shouldn't have to pay for them. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you should have to pay for them. After thirty thousand, you think you get a pass? I think that he should have one of those punch cards, okay. like you go to the Froyo <laughs> place and they say if you buy ten, you get one free. Like this guy deserves something. You should have seen Denise do a, do a hand gesture of a punch card. <laughs> Listen, listen, punch this card, baby. I want my free Froyo right now. Right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Congratulations, Come Don. Come on, McDonald's. <laughs> Pay up. Pay up. That's it for this edition of Two Average Girls. Be sure and rate, review, and subscribe. And download those episodes so that we get, you know, it just, it helps. We get to see it our really followers. Helps. And actually tell your friends because... Or tell people who aren't your friends. Tell anybody who'll listen. (laughs) Tell people you don't like. We want more downloads. (laughs) Please. We appreciate you listening. I'm Ann Police. I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time.